You know, it is my prayer for myself and for you. And I'm praying for myself first because I've got to hold myself accountable. Um, But I hope we can all be as excited about telling people about the resurrection of Jesus as we are with the other events in our life. And uh, so next, East, next Sunday is Easter, the day that we celebrate victory over death, hell, the grave, sin, shame, all of those things. We have victory over that. We all like victory. We all cheer for our teams. We're in the middle of March Madness, and my bracket is all messed up. I mean, it's, it's gone. I mean, the team that I had to pick the whole thing lost in the first round. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, um, but we all like for our team to, to win. We all like victory. Well, let me tell you something. When you decide to give your life to Jesus and surrender your life to him, you have decided to be on the winning team. You're going to win in round one, round two, round three. You go into the Sweet 16. You go into the Elite Eight. You go into the Final Four, the championship, and at the end, you will stand in the center of the court with crowds cheering, with Jesus at the end of the age, ready to take your place in heaven in eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah. Come on, show me some excitement. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I know some of you watching these basketball games, and even if you're not into basketball, you're like, hey, what is, what is a bracket, you know, and that kind of stuff. But you at least want to cheer for something. If you could cheer for a team, if you could cheer for anything in your life, you definitely want to cheer for what God has in store for us uh, when, we reach, uh, when we reach heaven. And so the heaven is reserved for those who have accepted Christ as Savior and invited Him to be Lord of their life. And we got to share that Good news. Well, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the life of our church. Man, ne- this coming Saturday, this Saturday, we've got Eggfest happening, and it is a huge, huge deal. We have taken over all the soccer fields at Lake Point Sporting Community, and we've got more people signing up as of right now than we did this time last year for Eggfest, which means we had over 1,400 people uh, sign up. and we ha- uh, So we're expecting about 2,000, which means we need p- some volunteers for that. And so you want to make sure that you, um, you do that for next Saturday and sign up today. If you have not signed up, we will put you somewhere. And by the way, if you have not gotten a Lake Point t-shirt, we need you to wear a Lake Point t-shirt. Uh, and if you can't afford that right now, just write an IOU. We'll, we'll make sure we give that. If you just can't afford it at all, we'll give it to you. Just uh, make sure you uh, tell Connection Point out there, get your t-shirt, Make sure you have one, and if, you, if, you, you know, if you've eaten too much lately, just you might want to size up a little bit, okay, or lost weight, you might want to size down so you're looking good, all right? And so you want to be able to get your T-shirt, make sure you're ready to go, and if you don't have one and if you lost it, we will have some available at Eggfest. But everybody needs to sign up uh, to help uh, to, uh, to, to volunteer for that event. And we've got Easter, we, uh, next Sunday, we've got an Easter sunrise service. At, uh, at Lake Point Sporting Community uh, over there at Terminus Wake Park at 7.30 in the morning. I know that's early, but the service will last like 30 minutes. Uh, there we will have some people reading scripture. We will take communion, and uh, we will uh, have a couple of songs, and it'll just be a, just a really worshipful moment. So we invite you to come on out. Go there, and then come back home. You know, go, go get ready. You know, I mean, if you want to come in your pajamas, you could do that. All right, at uh, the sunrise service. But it's go to the Chick Fil A, turn right, and it's right over there. So it's pretty easy to find. We'd love for y'all to be a part. But you know, with Easter, we can get so distracted 
with all the things. Trust me, I am distracted. I had to remind myself this week, okay, um, it's, it's not about eggs. It's, it's not about candy. It's not about putting out road signs. It, it's not about, you know, checking to see who signed up for those. It, it's not about lining up who's going to do what for the sunrise service. It's not about what, what videos we're going to choose for Easter. Let me tell you what it, what it all boils down to this. There's one thing that you and I can do that will change the direction of someone's life forever. Will change the direction of someone's life forever. That's called an invitation. It's called an invitation. You simply, you giving out an invitation, telling people about Easter, even if you want to tell them about Eggfest, that's great, but you really want to give them to Easter, Eggfest, they will be invited uh, to, uh, to church if they don't already attend one. We're not, we're not about getting people from other churches. We're about getting people who are kind of trying to get reconnected to church or never even been in church. That's who we we're really trying to connect with. And so, but you can change the course of someone's life just by an invitation. You know, we have all... We've all been affected by invitations in our life. I've been affected by, by invitations. Invitations have changed the trajectory of my life. When, whenever the, um, the LSU School of Music professor, the choral conductor, invited me to attend LSU to get my degree. LSU wasn't even on my radar. They said, hey, come to LSU, major in music. And I'm like, show me the money. <laughs> And they did, which is great. It's awesome. But because of that simple invitation, that changed the course of my life. Because if it wasn't for that, I never would have met the most beautiful woman in the world. And brought her back to Texas. And we, you know, had a couple of kids. <laughs> we have six children, for those who don't know. And so we, we um, that changed the course of my life. I remember getting... Uh, uh, I remember the moment when I gave an invitation. I gave an invitation uh, to Suzanne to marry me. It took me a few years. Um, but uh, we dated for about like four years and finally got to the point where, okay, are you stupid, Frank? You know, don't let this one go. And so I asked her to, to spend the rest of her life with me. It was an invitation that she could have accepted or, or not accepted. But because she accepted it, it changed her life, hopefully for the better. It changed her life, and it definitely changed mine. I definitely got the better end of that deal. And so it changed the course of our life. You know, this coming Tuesday, uh, March 22nd, uh, it would be five years. Five years from this coming Tuesday, I, had a, uh, I was invited uh, to a, a, a little meeting in Adairsville. I don't really go to Daresville much. It's a great town, but I never really have a reason to go up there. Well, this was a reason to go up there. I got invited, so I did. And then there was this man who was talking about this place that they're going to build with some ball fields and that kind of stuff. And so I sat down at the table, and everybody else was eating. Uh, and it was kind of a meeting and a dinner. And so I sat down with this gentleman and said, tell me more about this park. And he was telling me about it. And so all of it and all, it was basically um, the gentleman who was uh, behind the whole concept of Lake Point Sports. 
And, and God had already invited me to plant a church, to be a church planter. We, we were looking at a few other cities to plant a church. We thought we were going to move. Kind of that's what church planters do. They move. They just relocate, all right? They don't plant right, right beside, the, you know, where they live, uh, usually. And so I had on my radar go, go out. Well, because of that invitation that I got to attend that meeting, uh, me and this gentleman... Um, got a friendship that is very dear uh, to us today. Got a chance to have breakfast with them this week. We get together about once a month. Um, and so we were able to uh, talk about that first meeting, and it was all about an invitation. That invitation changed the course, not only my life, but it changed the course of your life as well and the people who have received Christ through this church. So just a simple Invitation. Invitations can be very powerful. They can change your life. In fact, great things have happened in your life because of an invitation. And there's some regrets in your life. I know there's regrets in my life because of an invitation. So invitations can be very, very powerful. So you have the power to change the course of somebody's life. And so what we want to do here at Lake Point Church is we want to be that church that you can send out an invitation and you know that when they come here, there's going to be a few things that's going to happen. Number one, we're not going to expect people to, uh, to arrive all cleaned up, all perfect, because none of us are perfect and all of us pick up a little dirt in our life throughout the week. And so... We don't expect people to arrive clean, all ready to go. Uh, another thing, we, um, we are very careful to treat everyone as, as a guest, even those people who've been here uh, from, uh, from the beginning. We want everybody to have that, that guest experience, all right? Almost like a, like a Chick-fil-A kind of deal. You know, you walk in and you feel like, man, I've been here before, but I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a first-time guest. Hey, Welcome. You know, and so we want people to have that experience. Another thing we're going to do is we're going to share the gospel message. We do not, we do not hide the fact that people have sin in their life, that people uh, need to have, that can walk in a better life with Christ. And in God's word is the answer. Everything in here, we believe everything that is in this book, in this collection of books, we believe it all. And we do not hide anything from this. And so, but at the same time, we do not present it, and neither did Jesus. He gave us a great model. We do not present it in a condemning way, okay? I might, you know, we might step on a few toes, and it's good. It's good to be reminded of that. I step on some toes myself whenever I'm like, man, I got to preach this. If I preach it, I got to live this, you know? That's hard. And so, know this, that we will preach God's word. We will share hope. We will share joy. We will share what is in this book. But one thing is this. We will not be a church for the church people. Let me say this again. This is not a church to help rally just church people. This is a church for the unchurched. Well, you say, well, that, that didn't make sense. You, you hope that the unchurched would come and be a part and stay so they'll be a part of the church. Yes, 
But as we grow, we want, we want everything we do to be able to relate with those people who are unchurched, meaning they've never been to church before, or they've been out of church a long time. And so we're very, very careful at what we do to, uh, to say, hey, we, uh, we uh, appreciate you coming. We're glad you're here. Uh, here's some hope. Here's some things you can use in your life. So when people come, they're going to be able to take some things and say, I can use that. I can use that. In our, in our pre, uh, previous series, Step Into the Ring, a four-week series, we gave some very, very practical applications on how to fight some enemies in your life. And everybody has enemies. Church people, unchurched people, everybody does. And so we will be that church that, will, that is for the unchurched. You know, my goal is not for people to walk out here and go, and you know, I've been in church all my life. I haven't, I haven't missed many Sundays. And you know, Pastor Frank, I've, uh, I've never really heard it that way. I've never really, you know, uh, put it that way. You know, what you found in the Greek and what you found in the Hebrew and what that meant, all that stuff. Look, y'all, I give practical applications. What's in God's Word? Now, if you want deeper, deeper stuff, that's where small groups happen. That's what small groups are for. There's not going to be a whole lot of deep stuff here. It's going to come from what the Spirit tells me, what's in God's Word, yes, what's in my heart. But I'm also going to present it in a way that you can walk away and say, yes, I can use that. Because I want your friends, your unchurched friends that you invite to walk away and say, you know what? Wow, I can use that. I can use that. And so we will be that church and we want you to be people who will invite others uh, to that so the most important invitation you can ever make is is one to where you invite people to church and and we we want to make it very easy we want to make it very easy you know between uh social media and our website and uh, and uh things that we pass out and and events that we have in a community you know i mean who who wouldn't want to be invited to a huge egg fest? I mean, you know? And what a great, t- great time of year to, to talk about um, Easter and what it really means. And there's many opportunities that you and I have to invite people to church. And so we try to make it really, really easy and not difficult. In fact, uh, there's a passage in, in the book of Acts um, where uh, you have the, the Council of Jerusalem. Okay, now this happened about, about 20 years after Jesus had, uh, had uh, resurrected, and uh, he went up and ascended them into heaven, and he, he's there right now, rules and reigns, and we're waiting for him to come back home, get us all, and we'll spend an eternity in heaven. But this happened about 20 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. Uh, the church was growing by leaps and bounds, and um, so what was happening is that uh, many Jews were coming to Christ. You know, Jesus was a Jew, right? And, uh, and so many Jews were coming to Christ. But another thing is many Gentiles were coming to Christ as well. Now, a Gentile is someone who is not a Jew, okay? So if you are not a Jew, that means you're a Gentile, all right? So us, me, I'm a Gentile. And so Gentiles were coming to faith in Jesus as well. And because of that, um, some, of the, some of the leaders of the church, the Jews in the church, were like, wait, hold on a second. Don't, in order for the Gentiles to, to have faith in, 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 in Jesus, don't they have to become a Jew first? I mean, Jesus was a Jew. Don't they need to become like a Jew and like Jesus, like us, before they can become a Christian? And so they, they got together 
And they had this, um, this sort of a debate at the, at the Jewish council. It was a, actually the very first church business meeting. <laughs> you can call it that. And so they, they said, we've got we to gotta fix this. What is going to be the thing we should do? And so what I love is this. In this passage in Acts chapter 15, we have James, the brother of Jesus, the man that probably shared a room with Jesus, probably shared a bed with Jesus, okay, probably, you know, shared clothes, swapped off clothes, okay, played in the, and here is the brother of Jesus, James, in Acts chapter 15, verse 19, I love, love, love what he says. He says this, it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Now keep that scripture on the, on the screen if you could. So it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it what? Difficult. Let's not make it difficult for people, for people to come to Christ, for people to come to Jesus. And so what we want to do is we, we do not want to make it difficult. We want to make it very, very clear, very easy for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And so I guarantee you, when you, when you give that invitation, it will be something that you can say, I know for a fact the gospel will be shared in a non-condemning way. And Lake Point Church will point the way to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is, our, that is our mission. And so we need to make a clear path. We will make a clear path. Well, on this day, this is known as Palm Sunday. You know, when I was little, I, would, I was like, well, Palm Sunday, is that, I mean, Palm Sunday? I mean, is this, I mean, is this kind of like what this means, Palm Sunday? And, uh, uh, but really, Palm Sunday is... Uh, is when Jesus made a triumphant entry into Jerusalem and they laid palm uh, branches uh, down in his path. And, uh, and it's basically a week before, uh, that, that week before uh, Christ was, uh, was uh, crucified and died and buried and, and rose again. And so the week before all that happened, uh, Jesus entered into Jerusalem. So we're going we're gonna to read a few uh, scriptures here in Mark chapter 11. Things I want us to, to get at with this whole idea of invitation. So think about it. So we're still talking about invitation, the most important invitation you can give out that could change the path, the direction, the trajectory of, of anybody that you come in contact with. All right? So this passage right here, Mark chapter 11, goes like this. As they approached Jerusalem... I came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt, Outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered uh, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, their outer garments, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks along the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. 
Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. So in this passage, we see that Jesus has made his triumphant entry. Now, kings would do this. And they would do this on huge stallions and, and a, a parade of, of, of strength and, and army and, and, and just show his power. And a king would, would march into the city, especially after a, a victorious battle. And the people would shout. And, and maybe they would lay palm branches down for those kings. You know, but we know this, that Jesus is a different kind of king. Jesus is, first of all, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but he's also a king who came to serve and to seek that which was lost and to save it. And so Jesus showed that by riding on a donkey, on a donkey to show humility, humility. We're, we're not, we're not going to do this with an army. We're not talking about overthrowing the Roman government here, which a lot of people still we're thinking, hey, this is what's going to happen. He's going he's to come and he's going to overthrow the Roman government. That wasn't the, his plan. He says, I'm going to get rid of sin, death, and hell. I'm going to remove the sting of sin, the sting of death. I'm going to take that away. And so when he rode in on that, on that donkey, he was showing, look, I'm doing this differently. I'm doing this differently. I'm coming in humility. I'm being approachable. You know, a, a donkey sits a lot lower to the ground than a, than a big stallion. And so a donkey is more approachable. You can approach someone who's riding a donkey than you can a stallion. And so what can we get from this passage as we, as we look at it closer when it, when it comes to animals? And he said, go to the village ahead of you. Go to the village ahead of you. So what Jesus is saying to us, he's saying this, look, I need you to go. I am sending you out. Do you know this, that wherever you go to work, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you, and you wear the jersey of Christ, when you go to work and where you go to school, do you know that Jesus planted you there? Do you know that Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, sent you there? Just like he sent the disciples. Hey, I need you to go on ahead. I need you to go and do this. So just like that story on that Palm Sunday, you and I need to go. So when, you, when you're at work this week, when you're at school this week, when you're on the ball fields this week, you need to realize, wait, Christ has sent me here for a reason. I was sent here to what? To give an invitation. I was sent here to give an invitation. So we need to go to the people. We need to go to the people. Another thing that we get from the story is that the, the whole idea of a, of a donkey being, uh, being tied up to a, a doorway was was really not a big deal. I mean, a lot of people would tie their donkeys, and donkeys were used to, to, to carry, you know, wood and, and other supplies, and almost like a wagon, 
they would just put it on the donkey and they would leave the donkey. So that way you wouldn't have to carry all the supplies yourself. And so, but this particular donkey was a donkey that had never, ever been ridden. Never been ridden before. And so, um, what, we can, what we can get from that is this. Whenever Jesus sends you to your work or to your neighborhood or to your school or to your, your sports team or whatever, when Jesus has sent you there, he wants you to look for things that, that you may not have ever thought about looking for. You may not have ever thought about using to help with your invitation, to help with your invitation. Written before, story where the donkey had, who has never been, um, who had never been ridden before, there are opportunities that we have me- may have never even used before. But they're, always, they're in front of us all the time. Just like a donkey, uh, you know, uh, in, this, in this town, in this village. Donkeys are everywhere, okay? But what if we use this donkey who's never been used before for the king of kings to ride on through? What if there are things we hear every day in conversations that we can say, what if I used this as an invitation? Let me give you some examples. Here's practical examples. There are four little knots in OTS, four little knots that you and I need to be listening for in those conversations that we have. Uh, The first knot is this, uh, I'm not in church. As you talk to people, I'm not in church. You know, one of the questions you really need to ask when when you talk to people is you need to say, hey, do you attend a local church? When Suzanne and I are out and we meet new people, either on the, uh, most of the people we meet are on the sports, uh, the sports fields, uh, ba- uh, uh, football, uh, soccer, uh, all kinds of uh, fields. And, and so we, we talk to people and we, uh, one of the questions we ask, hey, do you attend the local church? Okay. And when, when they say we are not in a church, that right there is something that we hear and we may not ever use. It just goes from one ear to the next. And that right there is something we can use. Not in church because that means this. That they're still searching. Or maybe they say, well, there's no time because I want to spend time with the family or whatever. But that is an invitation for you to do something about that. Which we're going to get in the next step. Okay? So listen for the, I'm not in church. Another one is this. Not from here. I'm not from here. You know, that right there is a place, is, is an opportunity where as people have, are moving in, which by the way, over the next few years, there's going to be lots of people moving in. There's going to be, you know, we, we know what that feels like to be not, not from here. You know, we, we know what that feels like to be not from here. When we moved from Texas about seven years ago, we know what that feels like. We're not from here. Love it here. Love the sweet tea, awesome. We don't have to ask for that, okay? It's great, okay? Love the mountains, you know, love that we're a little closer to, you know, to other things. We like to go visit, vacation and that kind of stuff. But, but we're not from here, okay? And, um, but there are people, because they're not from here, it means this, that they haven't made connections. They haven't made connections. What a great opportunity. When you hear somebody say, I'm not from here, you should, you should have an automatic response to that, which we'll get to in a minute. So, again, 
everyday things, like a donkey you see in that village, everyday things that you and I can use. I'm not from here. Another one is this, not going well. As you talk to people, hey, how's it going? You know, most people say, hey, it's going great. But a few times you'll hear this, you know, it's, it's not going too well. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, what's wrong? Well, it's, it's not going well with my, my health. It's not going well with, uh, with some relationships, maybe in our marriage. It's not going well financially. And I know those are, that brings that conversation to, to a deeper level. Um, and, but you do have friends who've shared those things who may, not be, who may not be in church. And so you can use that not going well as an opportunity to give an invitation. So not in church, I'm not from here, not going well. And the last one is this, not prepared for. Not prepared for. Like, we, we were not prepared to have that child. <laughs> whoops. Right? You ever had a whoops? Yeah. Not prepared to have that child. We were, we were not prepared for this new job. I was not prepared for this new job. Or maybe have some empty nesters here, just brand new empty nesters on the verge of that. It's like, oh man, we are not prepared for that. That right there is, means this. There's a major transition that's happening or just happened or about to happen in their life. And so that right there is an opportunity for you to take the next step. Again, everything, things that you and I hear all the time. Now, in this passage, Jesus says, when they ask you about this donkey, say this, the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. So here's what I want you to do. Just like they took that donkey and let Jesus use it because he needed it, you could take those knots, not in church, not from here, not going well, not prepared for that. You can take those things, which you hear all the time, and you can use those, and I want you to give them to Jesus. And I want you to trust that he can use that because he needs it. He needs that. And let me tell you how you got to do it. What you do to give it to Jesus, you simply say, oh, I'm sorry that things aren't going well. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well. I'm sorry that there's financial issues. I'm sorry that things are not going well in your marriage. Uh, hey, could you come to my church? Come to my church. That's an opportunity. That's an invitation. You can give an invitation. Hey, come to my church. Oh, you're not from here? Oh, come to my church. I would love for you to come to my church. Oh, or are you not in church? Are you still searching? You know, I meet people all the time who are like, yeah, we're not really in church. We're still kind of looking. Hey, how long have you been looking? About three years. Hey, you know, come to my church. Give an invitation. That is how you take those everyday, everyday things, everyday conversations, and you give it to Jesus. Because what happens is this. Most people 
will respond to a personal invitation. You know, we could put out signs. We could put out Facebook posts. We could do all kinds of things. You know, this week, some of you may, may have already gotten them. We, we sent out a lot of mailers about uh, Easter, about the Eckfest, about the sunrise service. And so many people uh, in this area got those mailers. And we could do all of those things. But can I tell you something? The most powerful way for people to come to church is by personal invitation. All the studies show it. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. What works better for a restaurant you want to go to? A billboard or one of your good friends saying, you got to eat there this week? A friend's recommendation. An invitation. Of course it does. And so your invitation is huge because here's the deal. It's going to change. It has the power to change the direction of their life. You have that power. And you could take those everyday things and give it to Jesus by saying, hey, come to my church. Come to my church. Next thing you do is you make a clear path. You make a clear path. You know, when, when, when Jesus entered into the city into Jerusalem, and, and there were lots and lots of people gathered around. They laid their outer garments on the ground. They laid palm branches on the, on the ground to make a clear path to say, all right, here is a pathway to Jesus, even before he got there. And so they laid the path saying, okay, don't walk on this path. Everybody get on either side of this path because here comes the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You have to make a clear path. How do you make a clear path? You keep inviting them to church. You know, this, this passage didn't say one palm branch was laid down. Many palm branches were laid down. In fact, I would venture to say that if people had several palm branches, they probably laid down several of them, each of them. And so just like uh, laying those down, if you just laid one palm branch down, that's not a path. People don't, where, okay, where's he going? No, you okay? Clear path. So you do that through a continuous invitations, okay? Not in a, in a stalking sort of way, all right? But you want to do it in a way that, that, look, I care about you. I want you to come to our church. Just try it out. Try it out. Another way you could do make a clear path is through prayer. Prayer is so important. If you have people in your life, which I know you do, if you have people in your life who are far from God, or maybe they've just been out of church a long time, and they just they know they need to get back in there, they, they just it's hard to take that that first step into church. It's like a it's like a cliff. It's like I don't know what's going to happen. Use prayer as a way to create a clear path. Pray for them every day. Lord, when I see such and such person, let what I say go into their hearts and let them accept that invitation. Let them accept that invitation. Now, y'all, this, this is not about, this is not about growing Lake Point Church. Okay, this, yeah, I, I go to church here yeah, I'm the pastor here. I showed up first. Yeah, I get that. But look, this is God's church. I'm not the CEO 
of this church. Jesus is the CEO of this church. Just trying to, I'm just here serving. So I, I'm, I'm here as, as, as a manager just trying not to mess this thing up. It's <laughs> really what's, gonna, what's happening. And so Jesus is the one who wants to grow the church. But this is about changing people's lives. So you can lay a clear path through prayer. And the last, you can live a life of praise. Whenever they were shouting at the end of that passage, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. They gave praise. They were shouting. They gave praise to who Jesus is in their life. To who Jesus is in their life. And so Jesus is telling us this. Look, don't shy away from giving praise to me. Bring Jesus into, into your conversations. Bring Jesus into the conversations. When things are going good, say, man, God is doing some great things in my life. Man, this happened. Man, and, and God has given me strength, even though uh, we've had this trial. But God has given me strength. Thank you, Jesus. And if you mention those things, your friends, your coworkers, your classmates, your teammates are going to pick up on that and say, man, you, you keep bringing this, you're bringing Jesus into this. You keep bringing God into this. You keep praising his name. Man, I want some of that. I want to be able to have some of that. Yeah, I'll accept that invitation. I'll accept that invitation. And so, just like we, we see here in this story, Jesus has called you to go. He's already sent you. You still don't know it yet. He's already sent you. He sent you to your job, to your school, to your teammate, to your neighborhood. He has sent you and he's told you to go. You are there to give an invitation. And while you're there, you're going to be using it. Now you are. You hear all the time in conversations that you never thought about using before. But now you are. When people say, I'm not in church. I'm not from here. Things aren't going well. I wasn't prepared for that, this. You're going to use those things. And then you're going to, you're going to make a, a, a clear path. You're going to continue to invite them. You're going to uh, uh, use prayer for God to get into their heart. You're going to continue to, to praise God. The name of Jesus to give God glory in your life. Those are things that you and I can use. And the best part of invitation is this. The best part of invitation is that when you get to celebrate. When you get to celebrate that lives are changed. When you get to celebrate that lives are changed. When lives realize that they don't have to come perfect, when they realize that God loves them even when they're dirty, and when they realize that Jesus can fill the void, the emptiness in their life. And they realize that, and they come to faith in Jesus Christ. That is something to celebrate. So I know there's a lot of things going on. We're asking you to do a lot this week. But before you... Before you come to Eggfest and volunteer, before you help with or attend the, the Easter sunrise service, before you get all dressed up for Easter, before you do these things, I, I want to ask you to do this. 
I want you to ask to do those five things. One, two, three, four, five. In the middle of that is your palm. On this Palm Sunday, I want you to invite five people. I want you to invite five people in your life to church. Now, you could do that through Facebook posts, people who live around here. Facebook posts, you could do that through a text. You could talk to your neighbor. And it means that I need to invite five more people as well. Because if I don't invite five people, you're not going to invite five people. So this week, you could change someone's life by an invitation. Just like you've had invitations in your life. You're sitting next to people who've been affected by an invitation. You're here on this earth because of an invitation. (laughs) So because of that, you can change the course of someone's life. Five invitations on this Palm Sunday. That's my challenge to you. And you're going to have opportunities to do that this week. And so that is the action steps. Will you be the one who would do that? Will you be the one to do that? At this time, every head bowed, every eye closes. We close this out. We close this out. I want, you to, I want you to think of some people in your life right now. Think of about five people in your life, at least five, that you know you can invite to church. I don't mean someone who's already involved in a church and, oh, look, they're already going. Okay, that's one. No. I'm talking about people, five people in your life that you can invite to church.